0: Welcome to our Hakel podcast number 12, labeled Classic Take, where we will take a classic concept of Mashiach and try to become more familiar about it. So the question is, will money grow on trees? Some of the things you might have heard about Mashiach is the prediction that money will grow on trees. Well, it is true everyone will be very rich and money will be very plentiful. But uh, to be honest, I haven't found a source that money will grow on trees. And frankly, if money does grow on trees, I think the value of money will automatically uh, decrease greatly. But let us understand where this notion comes from and how will everyone become rich and have all the money in the world. So one of the predictions or more famous predictions or prophecies regarding the future is uh, to use the term-wording of the Rambam, that all good things will be given in abundance and that all delicacies will be as plentiful as the dust. And delicacies could refer to um, things that we eat, but it also, by extension, means obviously if everything is so available then everyone has enough money, there's no poverty, Everyone has whatever they need. Now, exactly how will everyone become? How will will we become rich? How will everyone have what they need? So, there are a few explanations, and they are very different conceptually, as we'll soon see. So, just discuss some of the um, some of the ideas that are behind this whole, you know, behind this idea that when Moshiach will come, everyone will be rich, which led to the coining of the statement that money will grow on trees. So let's start from the beginning. In the prophecies, the uh, I Moshiach mean, is already in the Chumash. The Torah doesn't describe much about the redemption in so much detail, but the Torah does say that when Moshiach will come, Hashem will gather in the exiles. It says, Hashem will do good for us more than he did with us, more than he did with our ancestors. And um, that is one of the sources that there will be abundance of all physical goodness in every way possible. In addition to other verses that describe the all the blessings that will be in the future, but in the words of the prophets, Yishei Yohanavi and other prophets, they speak about the great... Wealth that the Jewish people will have, and uh, for example, we have the famous psukim, how it says that the base Hamikdash Yerushalayim will be built uh, by special sp- stones, precious stones and gems. Um, there are some of the haftiras we say during the weeks following Tishah ektoch Various psukim speaking about how the walls of Yerushalayim. The base amida will be made of precious stone, and um, there's other verses. Ishayahu explains how it says how the nations of the world will be bringing gold and silver to the Jewish people. It says that the uh, they will continuously bring treasures and wealth for the Jewish people, and which will obviously make them great, very rich. To the extent, there's another pasuk in Zechayah it says, there will not be a K'nani anymore in one interpretation. The Gemara Masech T'Psochem says, what does it mean, there is no poor person around? So No one will be poor. Furthermore, we, if we want to bring a comparison to the past, the precedent in the past. You know, when the Jewish people left Egypt, they left with extraordinary wealth. The Marish says that he and any even an ordinary Jew had a huge amount of money that from both from the gold and silver that they borrowed from the Egyptians when they left Mitzrayim, and then even more so, from what they found after the splitting of the Yamsof, the what the sea, what the water washed ashore, its precious diamonds and gold and so on and so forth. And if this is what happened when the Jewish people left Egypt, how much more so will it be when the Jewish people will leave? This exile, we know that the coming redemption will be much greater than the exodus of Egypt, so much more so there will be a great wealth that the Jewish people will have. So now, so these are the different verses and sources, just to quote a few, that explain how the Jewish people will be rich. And these verses are specifically related to the Jewish people, as we'll soon see. thats I mean, I'm not saying that the world will be poor, but in other words, A number of these explanations, as we'll soon see, are are focused on the fact that the nations will be bringing wealth to the Jewish people for various reasons, as we'll soon see. This is focused specifically on the great wealth of the richness of Yerushalayim, of Yerush of the Jewish people. Now, there are various different midrashim and sources that explain how they they will be rich. I just mentioned some sukkim, that are speaking about how the nations will bring a lot of riches, and uh, we find a number of sages also speak about the many presents that the nations of the world will bring from Mashiach, and the um, there are a number of explanations of why the nations of the world will be doing this. One thing is they will bringing a present for the Jewish people. You know they're going to appreciate the greatness of the Jewish people. They want to bring them a present um another other sources explain that it will be the jewish people the, 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 the nations of the world will return whatever they stole from the jewish people in the past you know there's a long history of things that they stole not only they'll return what they took but they'll give it with interest you know imagine interest accrued over thousands of years will be quite a large sum to put it mildly and the nations will return this to the Jewish people. For example, it says that Asa, right, there's all the presents that Yaakov gave to Asa that speaks about the Torah numerates in the beginning of Pashas Vayishlach. So it says that all these presents will be returned to Yaakov, plus everything, you know, all their, everything that grew, Yaakov gave Asa a significant amount of animals, and obviously these animals were produced. And Esau became wealthy from them, and then whatever wealth he got from that helped him acquire more wealth in other areas. So everything, them, the, the animals themselves, the value of those animals, plus everything that grew out of it, all the wealth that, that Esau got out of that, will, will be returned to Yaakov. So um, obviously that will be a, a large chunk of the uh, wealth in the world. There's other sources which speak about different treasures that are hidden in sea, the different ships that have sunk and other things that will be revealed when Mashiach will come to the Jewish people. Um, also speaks about how it's an interesting medish that says how Yosef in Mitzrayim he hid, right he got all the gold and silver of his day that the Egyptians brought him in order to buy food. So it says that Yosef divided it, Yosef hid it in, th- in three portions. One was revealed to Kaidach. that's how Kodach got rich, one was revealed to Antoninus, the, 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 the Roman Antoninus, and the other which is discussed in the Gemara, and another one will be revealed to the Tzaddikim in the future, the Jewish people in the future. So obviously different interpretations of this Medish in a physical sense and spiritual sense, but again, there, there are a number of sources that allude to the revelation of hidden treasures that will be revealed to, uh, to to the Jewish people when Mashiach will come. And there's a, um, as I mentioned before, Yerushalayim will be built with precious stones. There's actually an interesting medrash that says that when two people will be disputing over, there'll be a dispute between over money and they'll go to Mashiach to, um, you know, to settle their disputes. So, ready, the, the, the whole the, the, the outskirts of Yerushalayim will already be filled with precious stones and one person will pick up, you know, there's a dispute between them, whatever, I don't know, a few hundred dollars. One of them will pick up a dime in the jewel. He says, how much do I owe you? You know, I probably don't owe you more than this, right? Here's the jewel. Here I paid you back. You won't even have to uh, go to, 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 to Mashiach to fight out. To argue out their dispute, it will be settled before they even come to Mashiach because of the gold and silver that will be in the streets of Yerushalayim. And this is actually the the Medrash points out; it's not something new. Already in the days of Shlomo Hamalach it says he was so rich. It says that in his day, it says that Shlomo placed silver in Yerushalayim like stones. It was 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 was, was it was so much of it that it was was the value was was very very little. Was used in the streets, whatever it was. So, when Mashiach will come, it will be obviously even greater than that. Now, these are all various interpretations, as I mentioned before, which focus specifically regarding the Jewish people. However, as I mentioned before, the Rambam explains that when Mashiach will come, the world at large, the Cholam Adai, the Sunnit Mitzu the world at large will have everything that they need and uh, in abundance, and every all delicacies will be as available as the dust. And exactly how that will, ha- will happen you know where uh, ramam doesn't specify how i mean it's you could to learn it as a supernatural occurrence as it's explained in other places is a this is a free one of the midrashim is a free on the uh, hazinu on the pasuk hashem which says when the will come people won't have to do business because all their food and everything will grow from the ground miraculously and the you know they uh, the person won't have will need money for anything, and you won't have to do business. You know there won't be uh, there won't be a need to think to, you know to, from adrahim speak about supernatural uh, production of, of clothes and, and 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 foods from the ground, ready made foods from the ground without much effort of a person. so there won't be a need for a person to to do business and you know so everyone will have everything. So that is a supernatural interpretation. The Rambam doesn't, you know, in general, doesn't at least spell out clearly supernatural occurrences when Mashiach will come. But what, what he does say is that um, a person that when Mashiach will come, through doing a minimal effort, a person will gain a lot. And it could be, I mean, one explanation is today with, you know, we even see physically with the advancement of modern technology and so on and so forth, you know a person uh, today with minimal effort the person could gain a lot so today it's not harnessed properly so still people have to work and slave away just to pay their bills when Sheikh will come you know we will f- we'll be able to even naturally we could see that how the world is, is 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 moving in this direction where a person could use minimal effort to to get meant to, to gain to gain a lot so this will be in the world in general there'll be so much that hashem will bless the world that there will be you know, an abundance of things, and uh, everything will. Everyone will have what they need, and much more. So um, there won't be uh, any poverty. Um, there's other another place where it's explained. Is if you know, there's this war of goyim and that's discussed in the prophets, which really deserves a separate uh, discussion on its own, and which speaks about the future war of the nations. All the nations of the world will try to fight Mashiach and one of the reasons for that war actually says that they're going to bring a lot of gold and silver with them and when the the nations will be killed by hashem the jewish people will inherit all this gold and silver they'll become very rich so again a whole discussion about the swarf it has to happen it doesn't have to happen but uh, that's, that's really a uh, a different discussion now the question really is exactly when will this take place when will everyone become rich so we know that there's the opinion of Shmuel. The opinion of Shmuel, which is Rambam, rules paskins like Shmuel. Shmuel says, that, bin mashiach Shmuel says that there's no difference between this world and the days of Mashiach besides subjugation to other kingdoms, which means that the only real differences of Mashiach will come, the Jewish people won't be subjugated to foreign rule, they'll have their own king, they'll have Mashiach, they'll have independence, they'll be able to serve Hashem freely, but that's there won't be a change in, in, of nature, and Shmuel brings a Pasuk for that, by the way. Shmuel, one of the Pasuk that Shmuel brings is the Pasuk in Pasha today It says, That there will always be poor people around. There will always be the need to do tzedakah. So Shmuel says, we see from over here, that the Pasuk clearly says there will always be poor people. So how could he say that the world will change? Um, The Rambam rules like Shmuel, the Rambam still writes, by the way, that regarding this detail, he seems to imply that everyone will be rich, everyone will have whatever they need. One possible way of explaining this, of reconciling the two, is that I've explained, we're talking about two different periods. In the first period, right after Mashiach comes, you know, there will be many people that will be rich, there will be an abundance of things, but there will still be some people that might... Be poor. That will have at least less than the, that they than they need. So for those people, there will still be a need to do the mitzvah of tzedakah. However, in the second period, after Mashiach comes, the supernatural period after the tchias ames resurrection of the dead. So then, the nature of the world will be a change of nature. The world will change to the, to the to the point that it won't be possible that anyone will be poor won't be possible that there there will be people lacking what they need so that could be one way that when Rambam says that there will be great abundance in a number of places Rebbe said that's referring to the second period and and the fact that there will still be poor people is referring to the first period and that's one possible explanation it's not clear-cut because you know some places Rebbe learned that Rambam's description that there won't be you know, uh, a lack of anything is already referring to the first period. Uh, but either way, that is that is uh, you know it, it seems that there will be there are periods and stages in how this will take place. But either way, definitely we see that one of the future prophecies, which even right away will take place, is how the nations of the world will that de- will be definitely a big increase in what people have, and definitely the 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 the, the Jewish people. And uh, you know we'll, we'll have all the abundance that they need. Now the question is, what is the purpose of all of this? Why, why will why, what's going to be the need for all this great abundance? Is not it enough for people to have just what they need? And the answer is, I mean, again, there's various answers over here, various explanations. One one point is, as I mentioned in the previous class, that in order that there shouldn't be jealousy, in order that people should be could focused on doing the right thing, so first of all, the fact that everyone has whatever they need takes away jealousy, and more more importantly, it gives them the ability to f- dwell exclusively on learning about Hashem. So the fact that everything will be so available and, uh, and so on and so forth means that a person could completely devote himself to serving the Ebership. Uh, the Rebbe points out, it doesn't mean that people will be obsessed with all their luxury. Quite on the contrary, it's actually interesting. Pasuk, it says that Hashem will give you, you know, small a little bread, and you know, you'll, you know, the Jewish people are gonna, you know, just live on bread and water when Mashiach will come. And the the, the, the meaning of the verses when Mashiach will come, people have no interest. They'll have everything. They'll have no interest in it. They'll just wanna learn about Hashem. It says we'll see Hashem. We're, no, we're gonna suffice with bread and water. We're not gonna want anything else. In other words, the point is that when Mashiach will come, we won't be obsessed with the wealth. The purpose of it is, one explanation is that even if a person doesn't get obsessed with his wealth, the fact that he has so much helps him serve One One example that's brought is that there were certain Dele Yisrael, certain great sages, that they will that, that they would have a bowl of, of money, of gold coins laying before them when they would learn Taita and they would, by touching the gold coins, they, they were not talking here about the uh, Yisrael. They obviously didn't uh, have any desire for money, but it um, uh, says, says about the Semach Tzedek would do it, and it's brought down the same thing about Rabbeinu Tam, that they would have a bowl of, 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 of gold and silver it's har The fact that there's physical abundance opens up a person's mind. The fact that a person has so much, even if he's not enjoying it, he's not pursuing it, he's not obsessed with it, but it makes him. The fact that there's a certain harchovah sada, a certain broadness of a person's intellectual capacities, that he's able to learn better and and, and you know and and and, and think clearly, clearly, and so on and so forth, which is a positive advantage of having so much. The the physical abundance that we'll have will not. Usually he sometimes says it's not good to be so rich, because then a person gets obsessed and he gets egoistic, and even if he's not egoistic with his money, the money takes him away from serving the will Sheikh, that won't be a problem at all. People will be so devoted to Hashem the money won't disturb them. However, on the other hand, the money will enhance their service of Hashem because by having all these things, a person will be able to you know broaden his mind and be able to understand Torah better. There's another explanation that is um explained that when the jewish people have all this riches it will highlight their value in the eyes of the nations of the world in other words when sheikh will come the advantage of the jewish people that they're serving hashem that they're that, you know that they that they stuck to the evishter throughout the exile become revealed and this will even if the jewish people won't need the riches for themselves the fact that they will have it will highlight their advantage in the eyes of the nations of the world they'll see how hashem is you know, rewarding them for for uh, you know doing the right thing, for sticking to them throughout throughout the goals. So this this is the uh, you know some of the background of how we will become rich. What will the riches be used for? There are a number of other interesting discussions with this. First of all, there's a question: How will we fulfill the mitzvah of the stock when Mashiach will come? And um, the uh, there's a number of answers given. Um, one answers that. The Rebbe says people will fulfill tzedakah in a spiritual way, which means that if someone knows more than the other, even though Moshiach will teach to everyone, but still there will be differences in how much people understand and internalize. If somebody understands more tzedakah, he'll teach it to someone else, so he will fulfill the mitzvot tzedakah in that, in that way. Another option, the Rabbi says, is people will lend money to each other, even though they don't need it. To fulfill the mitzvah of of chasadim, in other words, to fulfill the mitzvah of, of kindness, we will lend money to each other, you know, not as a necessity, but just to fulfill the mitzvah. There is um, other answers, examples, so some people will say that we'll give staka to, to the nations of the world, there's a whole discussion if there is a mitzvah of staka, giving staka to Nanjur, but that's one answer that's given. Um, some people say that through learning about stakka, the Chassam Sefer says through learning about staka will be fulfilled as if we fulfilled staka. Just like now, we don't have the base we learn about it, the base Hamidush. It's as if we're building it. We learn about It's as if we're bringing Karbonis, so too in the future when Mashiach will come and we'll learn about staka, as if we're bringing, bringing staka. The Rebbe also once said another interesting thing. The Rebbe said that in the desert, when the people left, Eden left Mitzrayah and they left Egypt, they had all the money. How did they fulfill the of stucker then? As I mentioned before, even a regular Jew came out of Egypt with a huge amount of wealth. The Rebbe says that they fulfilled the of ztaka by being nice to each other. doesn't have to, ztaka, does not only about giving money, it's about how you behave with someone, you show a kiri, you show an interest. It's also part of the of stucker. So M'shi'ech come will fulfill the of stucker that way. Anyway, that is some of the uh, meaning of the riches, obviously, on a spiritual sense, the riches refers to the great godly revelation of the future, which is the true riches that will be fulfilled will come. Everyone will be rich in knowledge and understanding, so on and so forth. Hashem should help us should merit this. Speedily take a fumoyad mamish. Classic Take is produced by Tudalt's Podcast Productions. Producers of The Daily Boost, The Weekly Fabrengen, Power Fabrengen and Mashiach Mindset Audio. Available on all podcast platforms.